call him Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been done. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. Well, it wasn't me little donkey shite, it was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Oh, how's it going, man? <laughs> Not even a good right, one. Keep Just it up. A, keep it up. No. Yeah, not single yeah, song being leprechauny. What's going on, man, fam? It, it is uh it's all three of us. We're already doing bits. We're ten seconds into this. We are we're here discussing uh banshe- banshees of an Ishirin. Or Ishirin or Shirin or however the heck you want to say it. Um which is kind of our we've done a few of going these. with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Cause honey you've <laughs> um, <laughs> When your but, legs uh, don't work like <laughs> It's good to talk to you gentlemen here. These are always this is always a uh, very enjoyable and frantic time on the Mad About Movies calendar because we if you're new to the show, things are a little better now in the world of streaming with less theatrical. One of the few, you know, we all love going to the movies, but one of the uh the true pros is these screeners and stuff are being get sent to us or things go to streaming a little earlier so we can see it. But this is always a frank time of year because there's so many great movies suddenly out and we, you know, on the coast, they get them sort of slowly rolled October, November, December, but in, in we're all in middle of the United States of America here in Texas. And uh, we get all of these like somewhere between January 1st and January and February 15th, all these sort of Oscar, smaller Oscar films. And so we go from really stretching on what to record this week to how are we going to do 12 movies a week um, for the next two months. So always a frank time here at, at Matt ma'am headquarters, um, which is a, uh, it's different than the VIP bar lounge grill. The ma'am headquarters is uh very sterile, very corporate, very Germanic with a screening room and like a very, and then just like all slate um, super creepy. It's like a bond layer. Um, we are here to, to discuss um, banshees of in an in a Sheeran, there we go. I can never get there. Um, Martin McDonough's newest film. We've done a few McDonough films in the past, right, Brian? I know we did um, three billboards. Obviously, mm-hmm. did we do a Bru- in Bruges throwback? We I did. We did. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We never have. We never have done Seven Psychopaths, correct? I don't think so. No. So that came out, I think, the year right yeah. before the pod started, mm-hmm. like a few months before, and, yep. and it barely missed the the start of the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I saw so, that at, at like a random one of those, uh, hey, come out and see a movie things, you know, and then did the the uh, audience testing stuff afterwards and all that kind of thing. Just a random, oh, you want to see the new Martin? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, it's uh, it's he's he's someone that I think Brian and I are very high on. We've talked about this before. The, the first thing we kind of look for when when judging a film and then we we move through other things like performances and cinematography and and uh pacing and editing and 
all the things you're supposed to look for when you're reviewing a film, but we kind of naturally, because it's how our brains kind of work, mm-hmm. um, go to the script. I think you go more to story than I do, and I think I go to dialogue slightly more than you, but we both appreciate the other as well. And then Ken is much more visually uh, coherent <laughs> than Brian mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. and really kind of looks more on the on the visual side of films, the music um, performances, and then and goes to scripts secondarily in terms of dialogue and things like that. It's kind of how we. That's what makes this show good is we notice different things. Hopefully, if it's good, this these don't go anywhere, do they? No one hears no. these. No. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so all that to say, this is something that someone I look forward to a lot. I decided this year when this was coming out. You know what? I love these this guy's dialogue. I love his movies. As I get older, I hate going to p- theater. I don't really like going anymore. I'm very stressed out when anyone's performing live in front of me, or especially especially when they sing. Even if they're quite good, I'm mortified. But I do like reading drama a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a couple of his plays and, uh, and check them out. And so I did leading up to this film because I was really excited for this. And uh, they're, and they're amazing. So I side recommend, I recommend any of those, any of those plays, which I think I've recommended on the podcast in the past, but I was very excited for this film and I'll kick us off here before I go to you, Brian. Yeah, this totally lived up to uh, what I expected. I love this movie. The more I saw this pretty early and I've been thinking about it for seems like months now and I like it more and more and more. Um, I've watched it again now. I've seen this one twice. It's it's fantastic, and the thing Three Billboards is quite a good movie, and has some great performances in it. But like, there's something great that he does, his writing for English or Irish and, and sometimes English characters. The musicality of his writing really matches that dialect and that sensibility, especially this is kind of a period piece. And in Bruges is modern, but also feels like a period piece as well, just because of the setting and things like that. It just all fits really well. Three Billboards is, it feels like it's a very good script, but it feels a little bit of a stretch for him. So. Anyway, I love this. I thought it was, you know, hilarious and sad and philosophical and meditative and beautiful. I mean, it was it's definitely his best directorial effort, but I think with this setting kind of hard to mess that up, but it was it was edited really well in the performances. He's such a great uh he's not just a great writer, he's such a great director of actors. So all the way through the performances are great. Um from who you expect to, you know, other people you, you may not. So anyway, all of that to say, I love this. We'll get into the details more, but I'll go to you, Brian, first and get your kind of general thoughts before we get into the uh, into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I always go back to In Bruges and watching that for the first time. I didn't see it in theaters. It was a, a rental um, back when you rented discs uh, and such. And, and I just thought, this is just a freaking masterpiece. This is such a great, hilarious, dark depressing (laughs) just the whole thing is is incredible and just being like i don't know who this guy is but holy crap he's got something and um and then now obviously whatever 14 years later we know him very well he's he's an oscar winner and uh i look forward to his movies as much as just about anybody's movies at this point and and uh he certainly has not disappointed here i think three billboards is really good i know people don't like it for various reasons um but it did, you know, was it best picture or was it just acting? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, Francis won. And I think Francis won. Sam he Rockwell won for win, script. Maybe? Yeah, Rockwell won as well. I can't remember what won, won best picture that year. Um, maybe Shape I'll, of Water or something? Uh, yeah, it was Shape of Water. Good call, Kento. I, I know a lot of people don't love that movie. I did. I thought it was very good. I just, 
I want him to never work with anybody else besides Colin Farrell and and Brendan Gleeson. I just I think that the two of them are the actual like literal perfection uh to as far as like who who can put forward what he's got on the page the best. It's it's these two guys. I think that they are just truly magnificent together and and when you combine that with the the lyricism of of his uh of, of mcdonough's uh dialogue and the the incredible settings and this story that is such a play but the movie never feels like a play at the same time i mean it's it it's it's I don't, my role is not to be like verbose, douchey film critic, but it's like, I mean, this is like a, this is poetry. This is a, this is just a beautiful, incredible, so well paced, so well acted, so well directed kind of movie. I, I, uh, I, lo- I loved it. Yeah. I, I texted Richard after, after I watched it cause I, I knew he had seen it. Didn't know if Kent had seen it yet. And I don't think you had yet. Kent. I think, I think it was while you were on your vacation actually is when I watched this. And I just was like, that was, I'm not sure totally at that point, especially like, I'm not sure where this is going to drop as far as best of the year, but I, but I know it's there. And I just had a feeling, I just went to my letterbox. I dropped it at number five at the moment. And I was like, I really feel like this is probably closer to being the best movie of the year than not. And my, my admiration for it has only grown over the the weeks uh, since I saw it. It's it's a remarkable little movie. So, Kent, what about you? Where where are you at on on McDonough and and Banshees and and all of this stuff? Yeah, McDonough for me, his movies tend to be very dialogue driven, and like Richard said, that's usually the last thing that I pay attention to uh, in most most movies lately his movies have become like really beautiful to me, like mm-hmm. uh, in a visual way. So I've be, learned to appreciate them more as time goes on and the more movies he makes. This movie to me was, I was actually bummed that I didn't go see this one in a theater. Cause I thought mm. the cinematography was, you know, among the best of the year and uh, you know, gorgeous landscapes. I just thought it was, was beautifully shot. And this one for me, can go a lot of directions. I mean, it's one of the best dramas I've seen this year. It's one of the best, maybe the best comedy I've seen this year. It's one of the most well shot movies I've seen this year. I'm kind of the opposite of you, Brian, in the fact that like, if this doesn't win everything, I'll be pretty surprised. Like to me, this is Mm, the most, um, everybody loves it. How could that not win everything type of movie that's come Mm -hmm. out other than, you know, a Top Gun Maverick or, Maybe an avatar or something else, mm-hmm. you know, under the radar, sneaking in everything everywhere. Maybe this one for me hit all the marks and and kind of knocked him out of the park. Multiple incredible performances. I was just rolling. I thought this movie was maybe the funniest stuff that McDonough's done, and it just felt so inspired. It felt like he just kind of had this happen to him in in a way and wanted to make a spin on it. You know what it reminded me of, fellas, is the episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza doesn't get along with Jerry's girlfriend, and he and it tears him up for the entire episode. He's like, why doesn't she like me? I don't get it. Like, I'm nice, you know? <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. this entire thing of this guy, like, 
I, I don't get it. Why, why, why doesn't this person like me? Why are we falling out? What did I do? And I love that they, he, McDonough just kind of held that string on for so long and um, played that so well with the relationship between Gleason and, and Colin Farrell, uh, or, or Podrick, and or what is his name? Colt? Colm? Colm, yeah. Colm. Colt. Yeah, he's not from Houston. <laughs> Kent. Colt, uh, and then I think Tum Tum was the Colt, other one. Yeah, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. I think that was the three. <laughs> uh, man, what what an what an awesome movie! Thoroughly enjoyed this more than I expected to going in for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, like I said, very talky, and you're like 1920s Ireland, and I'm already asleep. Like right when you say that, so. <laughs> Gosh, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and you know we'll watch it many more times. This is a this is already it a helps when you to make me. it funny, 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 man. Yeah, that's like thing. it was. Like, I mean, it's Gleason so and Colin Farrell. It was like watching Curb or something. I mean, it was right. like yeah. that level of like but you comedic like timing and chemistry with each other. It was so good. <laughs> They're just both like the perfect vessels for what he writes and the way that he directs and the settings and everything. I mean, God, they're just. They're remar- They're just so good together. The yes. both of them. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So, so those two. Ha- there's some real magic there in their performance. And I, you know, to this, you know, I, I don't know enough about In Bruges, Brian. You might know this. Was that was that written for those two? Because that was kind of a comeback feral performance. I don't know if that was written for those two. What the history of of McDonald with with those actors was, but this one was certainly written for mm-hmm. these two. And that's so musical the way that 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 caves in. But the the real. Uh, magic of this, like when you talk about in Bruges, th- those two are magnificent, and Ray Fiennes is is scary and all that. But it, it's kind of a two two hander, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this also um, has such an incredible supporting cast with Carrie Conan and, and Barry Gilgan, and and it goes on and on that that are not only great in this, but given like incredible, incredible stuff to work with, moments to shine, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, wanted to talk to you both about the supporting cast in this before we get into kind of the setting and, and direct direction. I want to talk to you a bit more, Ken, on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brian, what do you, what did you think about the cast? That was supporting cast. Yeah, it was great. Um, all of those roles, kind of a tough assignment because it's because it is um, it is so heavy on 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 the two leads. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of shine, sure. you know. Yeah, Carrie Condon is great. Um, she's awesome, man. She is. She's, she's great. She's great. She got cast in something big today too. So I don't know what it was, but, uh, yeah, great for her. Um, and, and, uh, and, and Barry Conan, Kogan, Kogan, I think, I think, sorry. I'm kind of hit or miss on him. I think he's a really good actor. Sometimes his sort of, uh, creepy vibes are, like a little bit to me overwhelmed the the performance. I'm just kind of a little bit creeped out by the guy at times because uh, he does that very very well. This is a just a freaking perfect use for him because he he has the townie vibe, the 1920s Irish townie vibe, so good. He's just yeah. really really good at this, and uh, so you know, it makes it for a nice little little support there. Yeah, those are like really thankless roles and jobs. Um, you're you're almost you're almost playing third fiddle with second fiddle being the donkey and the dog, you know, and, 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 uh, yeah, but they're all, they're all quite good. And then he, and then he just fills out the rest of the cast with, I don't know, people that I, you, maybe, you know, their face. Um, but mostly it's just like, I've never seen that guy before, man, he's pretty good. 
it's a nice way to do the one-two punch combo kind of thing. It's 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 nice to kind of fill the background with with quality, and then I wouldn't say throw a bone, but like, hey, you're gonna here and there when you when it's your time, man, mm. it's gonna be really good. You're gonna have a real opportunity to have a great scene or two, Carrie Condon, and you're gonna have a great scene or two here and there, uh, uh, Kogan, and and um, I like that. I like that it, that it's not as tilted as it could be i guess given the possession if we wanted to use this yeah, yeah. term uh between the other two the the two leads and also there's like this sneaky third star of the film which is like the pub and the setting too yeah for that sure. just is yeah. eating up a lot of your bandwidth mm-hmm. at least for me watching it because you're going this is like, <laughs> can i move here tomorrow like mm-hmm. i'll go back to 1920s that's fine you know yeah, yeah you just want to <laughs> go i'll risk polio Order Do my and, vaccines you know, go back with nice me? Nice Guinness at that bar. Just right. pull up, listen to some, listen to Colm play his guitar, you know, or fiddle or whatever it is. That yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. The vibe was was immaculate in this movie. So Kent too. So as we kind of switch into um, what else is mesmerizing about this film, even above, you know, Bruges was a beautiful setting. And three billboards is kind of a bleak setting, but shot very, you know, interestingly. But yeah, this is uh this is kind of the pastiche of of a of a you know a painting someone would have like in a to calm right. them down in their bathroom or something, you know, yeah. with this sort of chaos going on. So but still bringing that to life and it doesn't feel background on a computer-ish. It really feels three-dimensional and real and mm-hmm. like gritty in a way, but also mm-hmm. go- absolutely stunning and gorgeous. So I want to talk to you a bit about the setting and how you think it was shot. Yeah, I, I thought, first of all, you know, it was shot uh, beautifully. But I think in terms of the setting, I looked at it as, uh, by the way, Ben Davis, cinematographer. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was wondering. Uh, the Tottenham did, uh, Defender? Uh, <laughs> big Marvel guy. He's uh, done Guardians, Gar- Captain Marvel, Eternals. Um, yeah. But um, what, what struck me is like, you kind of have this semi-depressing story. Sure. With these characters and the way in Bruges goes with it, it is, I mean, it certainly feels a little bit more bleak in the setting than, uh, than this. Like I, to me, you've got this lush green yeah, place that they live. It's almost this like Hobbiton feel, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I had the feeling of like, how can these people not be happy? Like, why can't Colin Farrell, <laughs> why can't Podrick just get over it? You know, like well, Irish people are. have a long you know what I'm history saying? of like, not yeah. being depressed at all. About so. ha- ha- oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. I'm like, look around you, yeah. look where you are. Like sure. I actually had that thought watching the movie. I'm like, man, what a great place. How could you? How could you be upset being there all the time? <laughs> I guess it was the 1920s, and you had to, you know, milk, yeah. milk your <laughs> own your, cows and do that I, thing. But you know, as some, other than that. As, yeah, As someone no that uh, air conditioning, so that's tough. But right, and I think some of it's genetic too. I mean, you, as someone who did the twenty three and Me thing and came back like at one point one hundred percent Irish, it's whittled down now as more people take it to a like ninety four percent. I think because <laughs> someone six hundred years ago went across and um, made sweet love to a, a Welsh person, but uh, <laughs> but uh, mostly Irish. It's like I think it's just the inbreeding. That's why you're there, sad. <laughs> You get a small island like that for a couple thousand years, no matter how pretty it is, you, that's eventually everyone's going to be bummed Well, out. I wanted to ask you- It's like the royals. I wanted to ask you, Richard, about that, because this, this movie does seem to have crossed over into mainstream America. Yeah. Whereas a movie like this typically would 
get a you know a UK release and that's it, <laughs> and right. you might not ever even hear about it. Why why do you think that is? Well, I think you know there's still some star power with Farrell, even though most of what he does are these kind of films now. But I think too, it's funny. Like it's okay. You can make things, you know, that Colbert, the great line about this movie or about Irish sort of writing in general, Stephen Colbert said, you know, he loves Irish writing because it's funny and it's sad. And it's funny about being sad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can do sort of meditative think pieces about whatever, and people will respond to it. Feel free to make, throw some jokes in there that and, mm-hmm. and makes people be clever. You can still, feel sometimes even more emotion about the characters and the life because life is funny and sad and all these things. But sometimes these things get so heavy handed with how beat down life is and how sad everyone is. They forget that, you know, it's actually a lack of realism by not making it funny. Now, obviously not everyone's as witty as Martin Mm -hmm. McDonough, but I mean, yeah, you, you laugh in those moments. You know, you, you know, that, that feels more real, at least to me. And so I think it connects with Mm -hmm. people emotionally by having some humor behind it, where a lot of other versions and different writers of this type of film, there's no whimsy to it. There's no wit to it. It's just, mm-hmm. look how sad these people are in 1920s yeah. Ireland. And yeah. this is a, because the the political piece that's coming, it's going to get even worse, right? you know, in, in a few years with the Protestant yeah. Catholic thing, not to mention a world war. So, right. you know, I you felt know, like, that, I felt that in the setting, funny. but like, okay. mm-hmm. it, this was um, surprisingly optimistic given the time yeah. and setting this this was sure. like for what I was expecting. Yeah, he, I mean he does the th- he he's able to bring real darkness to the screen. I mean this is a dark movie. Oh um, yeah, fingers getting cut off. Right, and and he brings that so he's able to bring that forth without it becoming um, depressing or right. um, bleak. Even. Three Billboards, I think, is the one that came the that that maybe yeah. crossed the that line a little bit between dark and and bleak. Even in Bruges, to me, until almost the very end of that movie, I don't feel like it's bleak. I just feel like it's it's just man, this is really dark. Because, but maybe but he has that. that but to that point, Brian, though, the last line of in Bruges, that's character suicidal the whole time. The Colin mm-hmm. Farrell character, and then yeah. he gets kind of shot up at the end. He's getting the ambulance or whatever, and he says, "Yeah." He makes a joke about. He'd rather die than be in Bruges, so that's fine. But then he says, but I really don't want to die. I really, really don't want to die. Yeah. You know, and even that has right. this sort of like up note to end on. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I, I just, it, it, it's 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 amazing the difference to me between those two things, between being, between dark and, and letting things be be real in that without it becoming just like, God, I'm just, this is unrelenting, you know? Yeah. Um, he just, he does. That was something I like. I, I didn't love Belfast last year. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty dull um, yeah. in, in a lot of places as much as anything, but I did appreciate, I think that was something that, that Kenneth Branagh did, did well was understanding that there needed to be levity and humor in the midst of all this, this stuff. I thought that it, it handled that very well. Nobody handles it. <laughs> like like McDonough though I think it's it's yeah well, he's I've always said like he's the closest to the Coen brothers on a lot of stuff and then this time around I don't know that it just completely changed my view of that but like I don't know I need to think more about that I there's definitely Coeny vibes in what he does but it's starting to feel more like no this is just what he does this isn't right. Coeny vibes this is just like he's just really good at at uh, at his own thing and and I'm an idiot for comparing the two you know well the McDormand thing makes it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly adds to that. 
So, you know, the last thing I kind of want to talk about a bit is obviously I think McDonough now has made himself destination viewing. He'll have to do two or three bad ones for me to not be excited for his next one. Mm-hmm. Where does this, I mean, man, Colin Farrell's weirdly, you know, maybe in small print, such a, a movie star in these kind of films, you know, and it's fun to watch him be funny. Um, and he had a great year too. He did the Batman film, which was well received. He's had, he seems to balance really like doing Yorgos movies and doing um, mm-hmm. things which are like extreme art house. And then he does like mid tier art house. And then like every five years he'll do mainstream. I really like how smart and interesting his career is. He's someone's really, I think puts a lot, I think he has a very high octane brain and puts a lot of thought into, you know, the choices that he makes, but where does this leave? Does this, do you think this is like an Oscar caliber film for him or, or is that coming? Do you think that's coming? Do you think he cares? Where, Brian, you first, what, like what, what does the next three years of his career look like? And is it impacted at all by this movie? I love Colin Farrell so much. Um, that was, that's randomly something that Richard and I bonded over very early in our friendship of, of how much we both really liked this guy that had been at that point had been kind of written off as an afterthought as the guy who was in daredevil um, and did, did poorly. And, and, and by his own admission in a lot of places had kind of wasted his opportunities. I think he's just such a dynamic, charismatic. um, There's probably other terms that I could use it, but he, I have always like from, like Tigerland, even like way back when I, you know, 2002 or whatever that was, he is such a draw on the screen to me. I just think he's, he's just, he's a remarkable talent and actor. A lot of people don't get the chance, the second chance that, that he has gotten or third chance or whatever, however you want to look at it. He's, he is a very talented rangy actor. It's a special ability that, that he has uh, to, to, to kind of absorb himself into a, bunch of different kinds of, of roles uh it's a really really difficult thing to do and and i don't think ever i don't think he's ever showy or oscary or or any of that stuff i think that he could i don't know that there's any role that you could put him in that he could not be successful at he's he's to me he's that he's that level of so now that i've gone on and on forever i think that he i think he could win an oscar for this for sure i think he will win an oscar at some point I think he's probably more likely to win best or, or supporting actor uh, Oscars than than uh, starring role or, or leading man roles. But I, I don't know. I I think it's just so rare to see even something like um, that, that. What was it? The the Disney, the Dumbo. Walt Disney movie, uh, 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 Saving Mr. Banks, oh. which is pretty you know stupid and and cheesy and all this. He's great in that. He's so good he was in this. In that. Uh, yeah, he's, he plays her dad, and he's he's great in these things. He's, we watched uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire a couple of weeks ago. Very for, good in that, too. VIP. I great watched that, that right right after I watched this. It was a very Colin Farrell-heavy weekend for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> he he has this weird... He, he breaks out. He has uh, he has Tigerland that, that kind of launches him as like, oh, this is somebody that people are after. And then he does all of these starring roles, and he stops... I would say he stops acting. He starts just becoming the the brad pitt knockoff kind of um for for a lot of like not very good movies and man i'm so i'm so so glad that uh he that he was able to to 
get to transcend that and, and come out on the other side as the actor that he is. I just, gosh, I think he's so, so good. So good. Every time. Yeah. He, um, I remember first time I saw him was in minority, minority report. And Mm. it's like, who Mm -hmm. is this guy as the kind of agent? He was kind of foisted on us at that with that. And then Daredevil right after that. That's, I think why people were not into him for a while. It kind of, Every once in a while, Hollywood will just like decide. They decided right. he was the next guy. Yeah, right. And, and, and it, it was felt- what was that one? Uh, he Miami Vice around then, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the Alexander movie yeah. he did. Yeah, it was like this guy's the next Russell Crowe, and he was just immediately in all these giant movies that none of them really did great. I think, and that maybe mm-hmm. that's why you know he's he's taking a back seat. I think I feel like he's become a punchline like remember Colin Farrell where's that guy been? But I feel like he's just mm-hmm. been doing yeah. kind of under the radar interesting things other than Fantastic Beasts. He did that. But to me it's pretty interesting is the Batman like his his penguin interpretation's going to be really cool when they do, they do mm-hmm. the show. They're giving him his own show uh yeah. on HBO to do that character. And did you guys watch After Yang? I haven't yet. It's on my. It's like the last ten I gotta watch before we, Excellent. we round out the year. Very good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Very good. And then he's got that one with uh, Ron Howard one uh, this year about the uh, miners. Yeah, uh, thirteen yeah, lives too. too. Mm-hmm. Was was yeah. uh, was in that. So maybe we're in the midst of a feral sense, but mm-hmm. I'll stick up for the fact that he never left. He just started doing not uh, summer blockbusters as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think there's something to that. And he was also unfortunately in the second now, season the of, of yeah. True Detective, which was yeah, uh, not great. I mean, they didn't go the way anybody. Nobody I was so excited that. when they cast him too, but gosh, yeah, that didn't that didn't quite that didn't quite turn out the right way. What do you? Um, uh, we're updating live, by the way, as we record this. The Golden Globes are are happening. He just won for Best Actor uh, okay. for this. Oh, nice. And uh, but that's McDonough motion, won for that's Best Comedy too, right? So it's a little yes. And then the uh, McDonough won for best screenplay nice. so okay. far, but uh, we're still waiting for best picture and I believe best actress in that, in that uh, too. But uh, yeah. So I think I'm with you, Brian, and in, in the fact that he'll, he'll probably take it this year unless he's against uh, Austin Butler who won best actor, I think too. So maybe it was for drama. Um, yeah, maybe. Cause that would have been musical. I would imagine. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah, no, that'll be that's gonna be an interesting chase. No, so sure. he won in um musical or comedy, Colin Farrell. What did Austin Butler win for? <laughs> is this classic Golden <laughs> Globes? Nope. It's the Elvis movie is not with Elvis songs in it is not a no, musical. Not a musical. Drama. That is a drama. Drums, so maybe that's like the category like it has to be original songs to be in a musical maybe. or something. Oh. It's definitely not a comedy, even though Hanks was hilarious. One of the funniest <laughs> Hanks performances. I mean, he went full Jiminy Glick with it. I didn't think he would go there. But great treat. How much to better it. would that movie be if instead of that, instead of the Colonel, it was just Jim? It Glick. was yeah. It was Martin Short as. <laughs> What's your problem with the nut? Tell me about this Elvis guy. <laughs> what I've Other heard he's great. You stolen from black people. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been, that would have been great. Every movie though that kind of goes for um that goes for it. That would be better with Martin Short as Jiminy Click in it. Oh uh, yeah, it, it was a uh, best actor for drama was Elvis. So That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. the most <laughs> the global thing, thing of all is time. music. <laughs>
I mean, never change clubs. Oh, Why are you Lord. back? No one asked for this. <laughs> yeah, but, but how do you compare the performances of Gleason and Colin Farrell in this? Because yeah, Gleason's unreal. Too. I mean, they to me yeah. they're kind of it's kind of fifty fifty. Like, who would you yeah. go for? It's a John I and Paul Farrell situation. Would, yeah, Farrell would be would probably get the nod because it's more he's more the protagonist in the story. But like Gleason brings as much to the story as as uh, Farrell does, as Podrick does, and they're both excellent. So I don't know who I would lean towards, honestly, who who I liked more. Uh, nor can I, I mean, Gleason's got so much soul to him, especially as he gets mm. older. He's one of those, one of those actors. So that, that just gets, did you uh, see him uh, in uh, the Comey rule, Richard? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was pretty much the end of my, like, I don't know if he was good in that because I don't think he was, but I was so just over those. I always saw like one episode or no, it was two parts, right? I saw half of it and I was just kind of over those caricatures of between the Roger Ailes and the Trumps. It was just like at that point just felt screaming into a void. So like (laughs) it was, uh, so I don't, I couldn't judge it with a fair, fair eye. Got it. Yeah. I was way more of a, a realistic version of yeah Trump than we've seen. They're not not going for parody really at all. But it, definitely an interesting choice uh to cast uh cast him in that role. But I mean I, I think they're both excellent. When I saw this, I remember we talked about it on the pod. It's like Mark McDonough's reteaming with the Imbruge cast. Oh, I thought they were gonna do an Imbruge sequel, to be honest with you. And uh this is what we got and this might be better than what we would have gotten had they returned to that well of characters. Absolutely. Back in Bruges. So, Still in Bruges. I would love an in Bruges <laughs> sequel. Those characters are so funny. Be hard to pull off, but mm-hmm. yeah. Man, Maybe at least with Farrell's character from that in a new mm-hmm. uh, fourth tier European city would be great. We could do in, I don't know, Fire Nord or whatever that one is <laughs> in Amsterdam. You could but, go there somewhere continental Europe. I, I texted you guys when, in Salzburg after I watched this that if creepy tall weird dude can can win a bunch of awards for that Benedict Cumberbatch movie he yeah. was in what's his name Cody mm-hmm. something Cody. then yeah. Barry Keoghan's gonna sweep everything for creepy weird <laughs> Irish friend yeah. guy there goes that dream <laughs> yeah Richard <laughs> this classic this classic Richard Barden role when I read this script I could only think of you. I don't know if that's a compliment, <laughs> but man, he was, he was awesome in this. He's kind of hit or miss for me in terms of career. I don't think it's an indictment on him sure. more than it is like the movies he's in. Yeah. I loved he's him. Certainly in interesting, American but Animals. I can imagine he was great. Yeah. He goes yeah. for it. Yeah. He goes for it. He's probably a really normal guy, right? He probably goes to the equivalent of, of like Knicks games, like Paul Dano. <laughs> right. He's in, in the, Ireland. he's in the not great Yorgos movie, Killing of Zigrid Deer, which is yeah. the lobster is my, my favorite of those. Yeah, same. Shout out to Colin for that that work. (laughs) They're also good in that too. But yeah, Yeah. I'd buy the Barry Keoghan stock. I don't think this is like this is it for. I think he's gonna for sure gonna be doing a lot of good stuff, interesting stuff. Hopefully, yeah. He's unseen Arkham prisoner though. Remember in the Batman. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. So it looks like he's gonna be Joker. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. So yeah, so we've got a couple people in this. Now we just need Gleason to be. Something in the bat, the new Batman universe. You get everyone from this film. Oh, yeah, Commissioner Gordon. We already have him. 
as Jeffrey Wright. Shoot. Uh, come on. Who I know. Can, who can Clayface. Clayface. So Two-Face. McDonough, he's got, kind of, to me, I want to, the last thing I want to say about him now, he's, he's entered that tier, and I don't think he's quite to the level of Tarantino or Coen Brothers, but he's certainly made some awesome movies, and two more of these, he's going to be pretty highly tiered, but he's definitely past the threshold for me now where it's like, please don't do a Star Wars. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, totally. No. Like, don't do it, dude. Martin right. McDonough. Oh, McDonough. Like, I, I yeah. don't want his take. I mean, I get it. Money's cool, but like, right. maybe a Bond. Like, if you told me he was writing the next Bond and directing mm-hmm. that, maybe. But like, just please keep doing stuff like this every four years. I'd much prefer it. Yes. I also don't, I mean, money, you're right. Money's nice and certainly changes things, but I don't get the impression that he's super interested in yeah, I don't think he's doing either. something like that. I don't think he his fiance right is Fleabag. Um, oh yeah, maybe, yeah, and she yeah. does some of that, but like also kind of walks the line well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe maybe they get her involved do... in the new Bond. Didn't she write the last one a little bit? Or yeah, I think she did a pass on it or something. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's that's the connection there. Maybe that's that's where they go. I I, I think that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Give me Colin Farrell, James Bond. How about that? Yeah, I was gonna say Brendan Gleeson, but that. Be... How about Brendan Donald Gleeson? James Bond. Give me well, I have to say for that, James it's Bond. about time. Thank you. Uh, all right. I'll be here all night. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, let's grade this out, and then let's let's hit a weekly recommend. What, what say you, gentlemen? I am going to give this... Oh, man. I'm gonna, for now, man, I'm going to give this an A+. It may trickle to an A by the time I do my end of year stuff. I'm going to go A+, for now. Kent, what about you? A couple, couple of things I wanted to mention first. Yeah. This... this uh, it's really dark, like A24-ish at the end with, mm-hmm. not at the end, but like with the whole finger cutting off thing is kind of <laughs> pretty dark. And then you've got some surrealism going on with the Banshee yeah. character. Literal title. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that and coming. So yeah, it's got, it's got that in there. So wanted to shout that, shout that out. And then the Jenny, the donkey thing absolutely crushed my soul. I mean, that was yeah, yeah. like, yeah. that was like, I didn't expect to be crying over a, a donkey, uh, but here I am. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was I that was a good stuff. a good note too. Wow. Good from the movie. And shout out to uh, Carrie Condon, who is probably going to win for this too as uh, Siobhan in the movie. So uh, I'll give this an A plus. Man, really enjoyed this. It's going to be very hard for this not to be the near the top uh, for me this year. This was this hit all the marks. Loved it. What about you, Brian? Brian, yeah. what about you? This, yeah, easy A plus for me. Um, I think this is the, I think this is the front runner for for best picture, and 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 rightly so. Yeah, I like. I really. Lo- We're getting down to the, this time of year. You know, there's just so many fun movies, good movies, uh, Oscar movie, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's this is it's it's tough to see something displacing this for me at this point it's it's really it's really good i love these i love these two with with mcdonough's stuff so much and and this setting is is just really the perfect the perfect place um for all of those things to come together so a plus for me loved it awesome well that's a that's a pretty high one it's gonna be a tough one tough one to beat here um as we go into and start reviewing more of these these films that are starting to hit and as we put our top 10 list together for the year. We start talking Oscars, awards, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be an interesting time. All right. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's hit it with a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommend. Kent, what you got for us, man? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a movie, uh, one that I watched at the end of the year. I think it's hit the streaming now, uh, The Menu. You guys watch this yet? Yeah, Love I haven't seen it. that yet. I'm yeah. pumped to watch it. Yeah, really uh, interesting performance from uh, Rafe. Got some. Uh, it's got a very gr- glass onion, white lotus kind of vibe to it, okay. but mm. with food and kind of a twisted uh, setting. So uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but a lot of a lot of fun characters and good performances and great set design. One, a great production design, set design. It's got kind of a, a ex machina house thing going on nice. with mm-hmm. the set design. So yeah, love the kitchen. And I was just fascinated by that. <laughs> by that, I just wanted to be there uh, at mm-hmm. the uh, restaurant. So uh, you'll really enjoy it, uh, Richard. I, I'm excited Can't to wait. hear your review. But the menu oh. is uh, now streaming. Catch it before the year ends. I think Rafe got nominated for the Globe. Anya got nominated. So maybe they'll be up for something. Yeah, that was really good. I really like the menu. That's going to be, that's a definitely contender for a top 10 of the year for me. Nice. Um, nice. Towards the back part of the list. Rafe doing Rafe stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. The Rafe piece. <laughs> um, Brian, what about you? What you recommend for us? I'm going to give you a movie as well um, I'm, that just hit uh, the streamers uh, and I watched it today. I really enjoyed. It's called Devotion. It is the... Uh, the Glenn Powell, Jonathan Majors, uh, airplane j- fighter jet movie mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, yeah. I think it just hit Paramount Plus this week. Kind of came, it came out around Thanksgiving. No one saw it because there was a million movies. It's weird. You should probably put your movie out when people might potentially see it. Um, and it'll definitely, it's definitely getting overshadowed by the other fighter jet movie that Paramount made this year. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really solid. Very well done. Um, go good use of of budget. Uh, everything looks good, and those those two are great. Both of them. Glenn Powell's great, uh, and Jonathan Majors. I think everyone knows Jonathan Majors is great at this point, and he's about to totally break out with with Ant Man and and Creed three coming out within like two weeks of each other. Uh, Glenn Powell's awesome too, and yeah, uh, he's great. he plays cocky fighter jet guy real good. Um, and I, I I enjoy it quite a bit. So yeah, really really fun movie. Uh, that that does a good job of touching on very difficult uh, subjects. And for the most part, I think really handled them well without it being too much of like racism is bad, which, you know, that kind of movie typically can, can get to um, too, too easily. And, and with uh, sort of diminishing returns on, uh, on does that really make an impact? You know, it handles that stuff very well. And, um, and I think both, both of those, both of those actors are just, absolute stars so it's fun it's it's a solid movie there's a guy good special effects it does looks good um i don't know what the budget was on it but it there was never a point where i was like this doesn't look so good and that's they i think they did a good job of limiting 
how much is done in the air. There's it's nothing like Top Gun Maverick or anything like that from a stunt standpoint sure. or nothing is ever. But. Yeah, but like they very smart to say our what again, whatever the budget was, I think they're very smart to be like we that means that for us to do this well, we have whatever, 12 minutes of actual in the air time, mm-hmm. okay? And that's it, guys. Like we're not going and instead let the the character interactions be with the, you know, be a big part of the movie and, um, and sort of the backdrop and the, anyway, they, I was, I was very pleased with that. I think that's a way that, that, um, we talk a lot recently about, uh, budgets for movies and, and how we're going to have to, if movies are going to survive that aren't movies that aren't comic book movies are going to survive. Like part of this is going to have to be, scaling back some of our budgets and finding ways to cut corners without them letting the movies look or sound or feel, you know, cheesy or bad or whatever. And this, I thought was a pretty good example of that, of just, all right, pick, here's the, here's the scenes we need to be in the air for. We're going to do those well. And, and if we can avoid going in the air from that, from that point on, then we're, we're going to do that because that's how this budget works. And uh, I liked that. I thought it was, a good nice. example of, of how to do things on that front. Man, I've got I've gone down a I mean, I'm officially, I guess, an old a man now. I got the gray hairs, but I'm going down like a big history wormhole like the the past few weeks, like World War II documentaries and like presidential mm-hmm. documentaries and all that. So, I'm primed for some devotion right now, Brian. That's what I'm saying, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna totally. have to yeah. dad movie it up. Is it is it more dad movie than Top Gun? Because it's historically, yes, I think based. it actually is. It probably it's a works more in its reserved. favor. Dad's like a yeah. historical, like it, like it, learn, it, saying they learned something, you know? Yeah, it leans a little more towards whatever that Tom Hanks submarine movie or or yes, uh, I was gonna World say War, uh, we're talking about. I can't remember what that was called anymore. Warhammer um, or something? What was it called? <laughs> what word was, wasn't it? Warhammer. Um, I can't remember. But yes, that that Apple Plus. Uh, aircraft carrier movie or whatever it, it leans a little more that direction than like yeah. yeah there you go good job boys it leans more that direction where did i get than, uh, <laughs> than top gun does so top gun you know it, it like incorporates fast and furious essentially uh and and this is a little more like uh yeah very daddy yeah for sure nice like it what about you, Richard? Awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a book I read uh, this couple a uh, couple days ago. So um, this is uh, it's called Net Gains by Ryan O'Hanlon. I was talking to Brian about it. It's like essentially a soccer book, but it's um, it's Moneyball gains with basically. a Z. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I did. I read it all. Well Huge gains. But it's uh it's very Michael Lewisy and very Moneyballish um, about a more global game, right? Than baseball mm-hmm. and all the different things that people are doing to incorporate um, statistics and more importantly, like analyzing said statistics in interesting, creative ways um, and all these different, um, you know, people around the world's uh, interesting men and women throughout the world that are really bringing you know, soccer is like the hardest thing to quantify because there's so many random moments in it. It's not a giant math problem. Like some, something like baseball is. So it's really interesting people that are it's so because of that, it's like the last sport to really incorporate a lot of metrics and, and, uh, and, and interesting analyses, et cetera. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, 
So I highly recommend Nick Ains by and the guy that wrote American. So that's always cool. He did a really good job with it. So uh, Ryan O'Hanlon's Nick Ains, I recommend highly. Nice. All right. That was Banshees. Great job, team. Um, many more Oscar films to come. And it's going to be interesting to see how well this one does at the Academy Awards here. And what they're like, what, seven months? From, first, mm-hmm. seven, it's yeah, NFL week yeah. one and then <laughs> Oscars, right? Is that how that works, Kent? Right after the draft, actually. So it'll be mid-May, okay. I think. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. It's actually a little earlier this year mm-hmm. than normal. Uh, Thank yeah. God. All right. Well, we will, uh, we'll, we'll start doing all that. We'll obviously have our annual um, top 10 list, et cetera, all the things that we do here. And gosh, boys, we are a scant three weeks from today. This show will be 10 years old. Wow. My goodness. Wow. So uh, we've got some things in the works on that as well, probably this spring and summer. So uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with that. But yeah, so 10 years ago, I think, you know what I think we should do is go back and listen to our first episode, Django Unchained, and review that episode. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. Or never. All right, all right. Here's my review. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I bet it's better than a lot of first podcasts are. I think we hit it like I I have no uh, ego or like delusions of like the quality of this show or whatever. But I I don't think we were just like repulsive. I think the only on. thing we were, that's because probably, we had the the radio show. Yeah, we like, it wasn't our song. first like yeah. recording together. Exactly. So I think exactly. yeah, we did yeah. we did have a I guess experience on air together before we started doing it, but. Man, ten years—that's uh, that—that's pretty awesome. Yeah, to think. But here we are. Yeah, we're this show is a fifth grader. Two kids have been born during this podcast. Absolutely amazing that we know of. Yeah, (laughs) that we know. Absolutely, as always, with that important. Oh, breaking news! Banshees won uh, best picture at the at the Globes. Nice, just came in. I don't know what that means. For Oscars, because I did not know what the Globes are, not only yeah. the Globes, but they're airing on a yeah. Tuesday. So, yeah. best picture uh, comedy, I think, was it up for? Awesome. Well, we'll see how that how that bodes for the SAGs and all the other awards that are to come over the the next few weeks and months. So, until we get to all of that, we'll see. We'll have some more Oscar films coming in the next few weeks to talk through with that context, as well as some new releases as well. Check us out over the VIP. Over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP for bonus episodes. We've got some great throwbacks uh, this month, including our annual uh, theme episode that we'll be doing all year long. Until then, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.